RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. Okay, yesterday morning here on RCR, Guy Hatchard was here and he was kind of filling us in on a bit more of the detail. It was sketchy a day or two ago and it's probably still a little sketchy, but we might have more on these what look like mass exemptions, uh, definitely anyway in the health sector. So Guy is back with us this morning. Welcome back, Guy. Thanks for coming on again. Hi, Paul. Okay, so do we know any more than we did yesterday? Is is the picture, is the is clarity starting to sort of... It, it is, it is. There was another OIA, which is actually a year ago, which listed 6,700 uh, Ministry of Health staff who'd received vaccine exemptions. And that was broken down by region and by uh, type of person. There are about 1,500 uh medical administrators who got exemptions so administ- wait on administrators are not clinicians right Let's- no no they're so not these are people who sit in what back rooms or desks yeah kind of doing non-medical things not you know uh, what do they call it front of house or whatever forward facing to the customers how come how come they could qualify for that do you think? How come? Yeah, well, they were considered to be essential personnel. And anyway, it's worse because the it seemed this seems to underline that the OIA were reported yesterday, which said it could be as high as eleven thousand. Well, I think it is as high as eleven thousand okay. of stuff. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And uh, you know, we were we were kept in the dark. We should never have been kept in the dark. This so, was- so health administrators. And also, um, obviously, that, that's what around the fifteen hundred. So there's a lot of others who weren't, and these presumably are the kind of people we talked about yesterday. Um, so well, it's, it's across a range. It's across a range. It, it did include some midwives. It, anyone who could um, basically say to their boss, uh, "I'm not going to get vac- vaccinated. I'm essential. If you, <laughs> I'm daring you to sack me." because I know that you need me and they managed to get exemptions. So they basically called bluffs. Yes, they called the bluff and they won. But then uh, the the payment that the health service received was that they gagged them. So they couldn't tell anyone else that they'd won. Right. And so we were left that the nation was left thinking we were standing sh- shoulder to shoulder with uh with the health service we when, I, when i was in auckland people were going out on their balconies on apartment buildings and applauding for the health system the health service well yeah i mean i'm i'm glad that they got exemptions they needed to get them this was dangerous stuff and uh now we know you know we know a lot of this in in retrospect there have been millions of publications you trawl through these in the science literature and you start to realize just how bad these injections were they're all the side effects that we've been talking about that our government has said didn't happen things like uh heart attacks and the the uh, prevalence of the spike protein and myocarditis and so all this was known before the pandemic and it, it was a con job uh, they they, uh, they hid all this and they said now we've made it safe they hadn't and uh, while while these um presumably i uh, don't know quite if the timeline exactly matches but while these exemptions were being granted we had prime minister and michael baker and anthony Blo um, um, um ashley bloomfield 
safe and effective safe and effective yeah they were they, they were telling a story they were telling white lies and they, well, no, well, they, they weren't, weren't very white were they no, they, no, they they just bare-faced <laughs> bullshit yeah, bare-faced lies yeah no i it was they they were vaccine well i think Ardern was a vaccine fanatic you, you know that was her that was her mindset she was going to show the world that we do it better than anyone else and she was going to make sure that everyone or did she have a quota she had to, to meet and if she didn't get uh the, to the quota the bonus career and all the uh beautiful things that are happening now wouldn't have happened we we were i just don't know we were, i know but you gotta ask these questions you, you gotta it's it's being rewritten history isn't it and it's still being rewritten there was an article in the um herald today um in which a number of the people who designed our health strategy through the covid are calling for a sort of recall of all those strategies so we're all we all should according to them be wearing masks we should be well, getting well, that, that was the next bit of what i wanted to talk about because i understand this is um okay it's obviously going out into the media we were aware of the story a couple of days ago it was embargoed uh through the science media center and these are the <laughs> some of the same old characters kind of uh trying to make a comeback michael baker um the um the vaccine woman name escapes me off the top of the head um but uh that now calling for the the kind of covid regime to be applied not only to that but to influenza and rsv basically respiratory illnesses now right so have you had a chance to to cram that in and think about it this morning uh, absolutely and uh it's a last hurrah of this way of thinking because they're they're continually claiming without any basis in fact that we perform better than anyone else uh in the world and really you have to divide our vaccine uh, our covid response into two phases number one in 2020 we closed our borders so we had the second lowest rate of excess deaths in the world. We closed our borders. We didn't have COVID. And then that was the first phase. And that was our success story, if it is a success story. In 2021, the borders continued closed for a while. Uh, and we really didn't have any COVID. We started to vaccinate everyone. And at that point, there was an uptick in excess deaths. There was a huge uptick in uh, cardiac events being treated by hospitals and other kinds of diseases and at the end of the year we were we weren't second in out of 32 nations we were sixth out of 32 nations the next year we're sort of open borders everybody's vaccinated and uh, we were 26th out of 32 we had an excess rate death rate of 17.5% in 2023 we have an excess death rate of 15.4%, and we are 30 out of 32 OECD nations. So there are two phases. One, we closed our borders, hit, it worked, we didn't have COVID. Two, we vaccinated everyone, it went to custard. And actually, if you look at the whole period, that's 2020 to today, we are uh, mid-table. So our overall result which baker and others are claiming is fantastic and the best in the world we were actually 18th out of 32 nations 
So it just doesn't stand up to the figures and why they continue to claim it. I don't know. I, I really well, you'd have to, wouldn't you, um, if you were trying to um, not go down in front of everyone. Um, so that, um, that, that period where we were closed borders before the VAC started, they're leveraging those figures to try and say that was a record low excess death. And that's, and and we're a success story because of that. That ignores what happened after that. Have ever got that right? Yeah, they're trying to pin it on the vaccine. They're saying we did well in 2020 because of the vaccine. Of course, no one was vaccinated in 2020 anywhere. So, uh, you know, you got Professor Nikki Turner. I thought that's no, Nikki Turner. That's who I was thinking. Yeah, of. yeah, who's an immunologist uh, working at University of Auckland. I I loved her quote. Actually, she started off saying vaccines work. Yeah. And then uh, she said, vaccines are never going to work 100% of the time, and immunity will con continue to wane. So she's starting to face facts. And then as she goes on in her quote, she sort of girds her loins again and says, if communities don't continue to access vaccines, then all our gains are lost. Our resources need to be more focused on vaccine uptake. Well, the vaccines haven't worked, and why haven't they worked? They haven't worked because these vaccines were introduced without any assessment of their long-term effects. That's what was missing. They were developed over three months and tested over three months. No one knew what the long-term effects were going to be. We now know. Yeah. We know that they have long-term effects on heart health, on circulatory problems, neurological problems. They're extensive. The, if you look in the published literature, the, the side effects that are pinned on the vaccine now are really, really... She must know that. She must know that. How could you not know that? Yeah, I, I, I don't understand. And be well, stridently saying those quotes that you just read out. Yeah, yeah. Well, Professor Nick Wilson was another uh, scientist who was quoted. I've got to give a thumbs up to Professor Wilson because I think New Zealand is one of the last places in the world to find out that COVID came from a bio lab. Oh, okay. uh, uh, Nick Wilson says, uh, and thank you, Nick, future plans need to be far more versatile and even include the possibility all the of engineered pathogens that are used in warfare or escape from laboratories. So the penny is dropping for Nick Wilson. Well done. Uh, and, you know, hopefully people will take note of that. We should. What's the what's the take home from this? There has to be a worldwide ban on gain of function research. Yeah. Number one. Yeah. Where it all came from. And New Zealand could take a lead in calling for it. We could we could wake up. And we could go to these health forums. And what we're facing at the moment is uh, international health regulations, which will come into effect where we'll cede our so sovereignty to the World Health Organization. We absolutely shouldn't do that. This is a modern day form of colonialism that people are trying to bring in, where someone sitting in an office in Bern or New York or something tells us what we ought to do. We have to get rid of that we have to push for a ban on gain of function research and we have to cement the new zealand bill of rights as a constitutional principle in this country the one thing 
that we didn't have heading into this pandemic was any protection as individuals in our own country. We were unprotected from government overreach. And we've got James Rogowski coming on early next week to update us on on where all that is at. So timely that you mentioned that. A few other quotes in here too. Um, who's this attributed to? Um, Professor Kavsvig, I think, or Kavsvig, yeah, says um, um, we must never go back. Improved indoor air quality, wearing masks as extra protection. Well, bloody hell, man, where have they been? They haven't read the Cochrane report, have you? Have they? The Cochrane report analyzed dozens of studies looking at the effectiveness of masks during the pandemic and concluded that they don't work. They obviously haven't read that very detailed report. And uh, in fact, but, but they also... must have heard just anecdotally, you know, just people talking that <laughs> at, a, at a level where it's obvious that most people are aware that there's information that, that the masks don't work. But they, they're still banging on about it. Well, yeah, I mean, they're stuck in a groove, aren't they? I mean, I think, you know, Embarrassing. it might be a side effect of the vaccine that you get sort of stuck and you can't move on. I hope not. But uh, that I, I yes, yeah, they're talking about all the all the worst things that we they were talking about. Another person was talking about rewarding people who uh, isolate themselves. You know, go, well, is that a prescription for a good society? I, I certainly don't think so. And, uh, you know, it's a different kind of world that these people are imagining. But the key point is, these are the same people that designed our response to the to the COVID pandemic that has left us with a health service in complete disarray. So we don't want them re redesigning our approach to health in New Zealand. They, they don't deserve it. They have no credentials. Well, it would be dangerous, wouldn't it? Absolutely dangerous. And we need to repeal the Therapeutic Products Bill because that, that's trying to control what our health options is. It's all part of this health colonialism uh, that, that, that are there. We, we, we've ended up with the third highest excess mortality in the world. We haven't had the best result in the world. That, that We have to face that fact. These are obvious facts. You just go on the OECD website and you know, look at their figures. It's absolutely clear. And, and they're just using the official government figures. Yet, yet you've got Professor Plank here saying New Zealand's pandemic response delivered one of the lowest death rates in any country of the world. So that's a big quote. And you've got Professor Baker saying that... Um, uh, that uh, Aotearoa New Zealand has avoided much of this harm, remarkably kept cumulative excess mortality down to around zero. Well, we're 18th in the world. We're not what, around zero. Can, can we get what they're smoking? Yeah. Where do, where do you get that stuff from? <laughs> <laughs> Who supplies it? Is it official health department grade, is it? A special kiwi fruit, I think. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. I, I, I can't. I can't, well, one can't compute this, can one? You know, we have to change gear, and that's that's our job. And then we have to shout it from the rooftops. So this um, material is going out. It's being disseminated in the media now. Do you think anyone's listening anymore? Re I mean, really? Well, it, it slipped off the website. I mean, it was there early in the morning at 6 a.m., the article in New Zealand. It already Europe. faded, has it? Yeah, by by uh, seven o'clock, uh, you couldn't find it on their on their uh, web page. So, right. 
uh yeah well i hope that no one's listening i hope people are voting with their feet and um you know professor plank he's a modeler i think we oh, know, oh. Have written the we've written the book on modelers in this country he gets up every morning and he models his day <laughs> you you just got to look at the data and and draw your own conclusions and we're we're uh you know that the inventor of the mRNA vaccine got the Nobel Prize for Medicine uh, a couple yeah. of years ago. Now, well, that that was an in-your-face sort of doing the finger to everyone too, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was. Uh, it, it, did he deserve it, or should he actually be be giving uh, evidence at a trial? Yeah, well, maybe the latter. <laughs> it's hard to say what which one would have been more appropriate but i'll get your reaction to this too before before you we, we let you go guy because we were both at the nzdos conference it was good to catch up with you and hear what you had to say uh, alcim malhotra asim malhotra was there as well he did quite a, a fantastic address um a certain person from a certain other network is describing him as the chief cooker well, it was a wonderful meal. It was an excellent Indian banquet, wasn't it? <laughs> you know, Indians value the truth. And yeah, that, that's possibly... calling him because cooker is you've heard that term, haven't you? The cooker <laughs> yes. term. I don't know where it comes from, but to call Al Asim Alhotra a cooker? He's one of the world's most distinguished cardiologists who's you know published hundreds and hundreds of papers. And uh, up until he uh, realized that the vaccine was uh, bad for your heart then uh, he was the go-to man for um, media television yeah. radio and newspapers for advice about health and suddenly uh, he's a cooker well I mean he gave a very wonderful talk in which he explained his personal journey what happened to his father his father died and it, you know he looked into he started to look into the science around the vaccine and realized it had been a big mistake and he's a vaccine advocate he's not standing up and saying no one should get vaccinated he's just simply saying we made a mistake here hardly a cooker all right <laughs> Guy Hatchard thank you for coming on again um and updating us on on those issues have a great weekend. We'll talk again soon. Thank you, Paul. RCR with Paul Brennan. Reality Check Radio.